Hi, I'm Ray. And I'm Charlotte. And this is the Midnight Record. The Midnight Record. It's midnight. Again. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably not listening to this at midnight, but we like to imagine that the aesthetic is always a midnight yeah. campfire. Yeah. You feel like it's midnight when you listen. Yes. Has that ambiance. Yes. A little spook. Spook. You know when you're sitting home by yourself at midnight or 3 a.m. actually. 3 a.m. is the witching hour, right? 3 a.m. freaks me Whenever out. I wake up out of my sleep at 3 a.m., I'm like, something's up. Something is up. I'm always like, the devil's coming to get me. One, t- <laughs> one time I woke up. It wasn't even that long ago. I think it was like, it was 3 something. I woke up and uh, my cat was sitting up just like staring at the wall and I'm like oh good there's something here although cats are said to be um very like uh kind of like protection like they can like kind of ward off like bad like things and bad spirits and things like that I completely agree yeah. with that like they're like maybe she was sitting up prote- protecting me from something she that's my girl she loves you that's so my girl much. she has my back such a sweet baby <laughs> angel I love she that. is I love cats it's my baby yeah, I think, especially with the cats, I think they might be a little bit more intuitive than dogs are. Yeah. But yeah, no. And but I think dogs see stuff, too. Do- dogs, dogs definitely see things, Animals too. and kids. Children. There's those TikToks that I see where it's like, I woke up and my child was literally staring in the corner, like, in no. the corner, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 you gotta no. exercise that child immediately. No. I, um, I've heard a lot of stories of, like, kids, like, seeing things, like standing up their crib, like, pointing at the corner and saying there's somebody there. I'm like, mm what lady? There ain't no lady over there. Like, shh, shh, stop it. Don't tell me that. I don't need to know. I agree, though. When I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, who's coming to get me? There's something who's up. Who's woke yeah. me? What it can't be for a good reason. here? And I feel like whenever I wake up at that time, I just, like, feel weird. Like, it's almost like you can, like, sense. I don't know. I never wake up at 3 a.m. and I'm just, like, calm. No. I'm like, in, I, it's immediate panic mode for me. And I feel like a lot of the time, like, I might be, like, having a bad dream or something. So, like, I wake up and I, like, you know when you have a bad dream and you wake up and you just, like, feel off? Yeah. Because, like, either it was scary or, like, whatever was happening in the dream and you're just, like, you those emotions carry over into, like, when you're awake. Like, you know when you have a dream and you're mad at somebody? Yes. And they do something to you and yes. then you wake up the next day and you're just mad at them? <laughs> yeah. But, like, they didn't do anything? Yes. <laughs> That's always so ridiculous. Dream version. We we should do um an episode on like dreams. Yeah. Like dream meanings and stuff like that. I'm down. I think that for would be sure. really interesting. For sure, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And actually on that note, <laughs> if you if you guys listening ever have any uh episode ideas or wanna submit a story, you can always email us at the midnight record at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, but of course, we'll replug all that again at, yes. at the end. <laughs> we are always open to ideas and feedback. For sure. And we always just want to like make sure that we're giving you the content that you would like to listen to. Yeah. So That is most important. This is actually going to be our, our first freeform episode. I mean, are, we had our introduction one, but this is like... Right, our first, like, yeah. kind of, like... Yeah, I mean, our first episode was obviously, like, just to get to know us, but this is sort of the format that we want to do every other week moving forward. Uh, talking about either, you know, this is where the conspiracy theory, the paranormal mm-hmm. stuff, the um, topical true crime stuff yeah. comes into play that is not just solely true crime stories. Yeah. Like, things that are going on. Um, I mean, kind of like how we're doing today. It's something that's kind of had a lot of buzz around it recently. So yeah. we'll do, like, like trending topics and, like, things like that as well. Sure. And I think also how does it affect our society and how yeah. and so on and so forth. So obviously by the title, we are going to be talking about the the alleged allegations against Army Hammer. A lot of A's. A lot, a lot of alliteration <laughs> there. But yes, just off the cuff, we do just want to make it very clear for legal reasons Mm. that he has not been charged with anything. This is all alleged and, you know, nothing has been proven yet. We do not want to get sued. (laughs) We are just stating some facts and some things that he has said that are very 
suspicious. The so screen, screenshots don't lie. Screenshots do not lie. Interviews do not lie. Right. Um, Twitter likes do not right, lie. Right, right. <laughs> Oops. Um, oopsies. That's public, my dude. Um, <laughs> and, you know, what I find so interesting about the Army Hammer thing is, one, Ray and I have talked off camera about how Hollywood constantly protects uh, offenders in mm-hmm. any type of way. And... Rich men. Rich men <laughs> tend to get away. Yeah. With a lot. Yeah. So, and especially with all the stuff that's come out about, like, the BDSM community that he's supposedly a part of, which I think that he's just using that as a cover to, like, abuse women, mm-hmm. but we'll get into that later. Right. So, one of the things that has been very <laughs> suspicious about this whole Army Hammer situation is that he has talked about how he has a cannibal fetish. Right. Um, which in the BDSM community is very different from actually committing cannibalism. Okay. There is a lot of history about cannibalism. Yeah. And there's a lot of religious aspects against it as well. Or is it there's... like power? <laughs> Ray did a lot of research yeah. on like, the history in the background. So like when I was looking up kind of like the history of cannibalism, I mean, it really dates back to even like the 15th century, mm-hmm. um, maybe further than that. But this is one of the things I found. And actually... A lot of the basis of it was actually using these parts of the human body for remedies and, like, medical-type stuff. Uh-huh. So, um, some of the things that the w- w- remedy would be epilepsy, hemorrhage, bruising, nausea, pretty much any medical ailment. And basically, they made something that was called mummia, and it was grinding up mummified human flesh into a powder. And I've they would, heard about this. Yeah, they would use it uh, to be, like, mixed into drinks, made into solves, or just kind of, like, eaten straight up. And actually, something really interesting was that they would actually steal mummies from the pyramids in Egypt to make this. Um, and it said that the demand eventually got too great to be sustained on these Egyptian mummies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were stealing bodies from cemeteries. And, yeah, it continued for, like, hundreds of years in that way well and i i also read somewhere that people would use i can't remember what part of the body it is and i may cut this out just purely because Mm. i don't have all the facts but they would use a part of a body of somebody who they thought was a vampire Mm. and they would turn it into like a tink Sure. So that <laughs> words words are hard, are. especially when you don't enunciate tink, as tink well sure. as you possibly could, which I don't. I'm not very good with enunciation. We'll work on it. We're like we'll, we'll work on our words. We'll do some more mouth. We'll do some yeah, later. some practice. But they would mix certain body parts into tinctures mm-hmm. and drink it to protect you from the vampire. Mm. But I I have heard about the desecration of pyramids in Egypt. Yeah. They had to have security around there for a hot minute, too, because people would just try to get these bodies. So I do have actually something about blood on here. And it said blood either in liquid or powdered form was used to treat epilepsy, while human liver, gallstone and oil distilled from human brains and pulverized hearts were popular medical concoctions. Hmm. It's very interesting. And then also in China... Socially accepted cannibalism goes back almost 2,000 years. And one form is filial cannibalism, where adult sons and daughters would offer a piece of their own flesh to their parents. This was typically offered as a last-ditch attempt to cure a sick parent and wasn't fatal to their offspring. So it would be like a piece of flesh from their thigh or like a finger like or a something like that. Part of that. Yeah, like not, obviously, like they weren't dying, but they were like giving them a part. I've I've heard about that as well, yeah. where it's more so I'm giving you part of my life so that you can gain power from it. Yeah. And I think the things that I've read about cannibalism is most of the time, especially in the olden days, a lot of it was to gain power or life force from the person that you mm-hmm. are eating parts of. Yeah. Um, there are a few, uh, you know, cultures from you know, BC times that sacrificed humans Mm -hmm. for power and then 
the clan or the society would partake in eating certain parts for power. Mm -hmm. So cannibalism seems like it's always been rooted in like taking the life force from somebody else. I mean, I feel like even if you look at, um, because there's a number of serial killers who were into cannibalism and their kind of reasoning a lot of times did kind of stem in that direction as well. Um, I forget which one it was. There was one who like drank blood because he thought it was going to like benefit in some way. Like he was pulling something from drinking these like people's blood. I don't remember who the person is. We'll we'll probably have to do an episode on it eventually. But I, I did see recently a Criminal Minds episode that was inspired by that case. So I, I feel like um, Jeffrey Dahmer, too, he did it to have a piece of these, his victims inside him and, like, feel connected to them, he said. So, I yeah, mean, obviously there's, like, mental issues going on there as well. But it kind of still, I feel like, mirrors that you said, like, taking this power from, from their victims. Right. And... Even Elizabeth Bathory, the famous blood countess, right? right? Like, she would sacrifice virgins and bathe in their blood. Mm-hmm. I think she also ingested it as well. If I'm if I'm wrong, you can tweet at me. It's fine. <laughs> but, you know, it's that, it's that life. It's She did that because she thought it had anti-aging mm-hmm. properties and all these things. And it's like... It's wild. Girl, that's not how that works. No, but okay, not quite. she thought she did something. She did. All these people are like, "Ooh, I'm gonna get the life force." It's like, <laughs> are you? Mm, well, mm, uh, science sure science that. wasn't really very advanced back then. Well, <laughs> and it like it surrounds like mysticism, well, yeah, not mysticism, but spirituality and religion, okay. right? Mm-hmm. If you think about it in a in that sense, like it makes sense on why. Am I condoning it? Absolutely not. Does it, do I have like a weird understanding about it? Yes. But the thing about Arnie Hammer is that, again, alleged cannibal fetish. Right. Um, in the BDSM community, I will just also say off right off the bat, I have an, I don't have personal knowledge of the community, but I have enough friends who are in the community and I've done enough of my own research about it. And I've read enough articles of especially dominatrixes who have weighed in on his quote unquote BDSM practices Mm -hmm. with these women. Um, But the cannibalism fetish is always about, I love you so much that I want you to ingest a part of me. Mm. Do people actually do it? No, but it's, and it's having that power over someone to know that you could do whatever you wanted to them. Mm-hmm. Again, are you actually going to do it? No. Right. Um, it's more like all talk rather than action. Well, and or like again, ha- it's having a, this feeling of power. Right. It's a, and it, it's a fantasy. Right. It's not. Not something to be acted upon. Not normally. Yeah. And, you know, I do sort of. I don't want to say I feel bad because there's a lot of like messed up stuff coming up, but. I sort of feel that with that fetish, it's coming, people are demonizing it because they just don't have the understanding about Mm -hmm. it. Okay, so, I mean, who exactly is Army Hammer? Let's talk about him. Well, Army Hammer is a famous Hollywood actor. Mm -hmm. He comes from a long line of very powerful and rich men. He is the son of Michael Armand Hammer, who is a businessman, and the great-grandson of Armand Hammer, who was a very prolific oil tycoon back mm. in the day. Long line of money. Lots old money. Right. And Army Hammer has had quite a few large roles. He got his breakthrough playing Billy Graham in the 2008 film Billy, The Early Years. Mm. Most people know him from playing the Winklevoss twins in The Social Network or also being in the movie Call Me By Your Name. I need to watch that. I haven't watched it myself. I haven't Um, watched that or The Social Network, actually. You've never seen The Social Network? No. It's a very good movie. Yeah. He's done some stuff on Broadway. Mm -hmm. He also has done a lot of independent movies. I recently, recently saw a movie... With him, uh, in it called, oh, what was it called? 
uh, it was called Sorry to Bother You. Mm. And he's, I mean, I think he's he's very talented. Yeah. I think he's a very talented actor, but he's very much like leading man status. Tall, blonde, mm-hmm. traditionally very attractive. Right. All those things. He used to be married to Elizabeth Chambers um, for 10 years, but as of summer 2020, they decided to separate after 10 years of marriage. Right. That's sort of when the ball started rolling with all these women coming out about all these abuse allegations mm-hmm. towards him um, being his quote unquote sexual play partner. Right. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So earlier this year, huge, huge headlines all over the world, especially in pop culture. A bunch of women started coming out and telling their story about their experience with Army Hammer about how he reached out to them and they were going to be BDSM play partners, how they were very into the dominant, submissive side of BDSM and some, like, sadomasochism as well. Um, what is sadomasochism? A masochist <laughs> is someone who enjoys getting pain put upon them. Yes. A sadist yes. enjoys inflicting that pain. Okay. So sadomasochism is just the uh, sexual gratification of both of those acts okay. at the same time. So enjoying receiving the pain as well as inflicting it. And having, you know, having consenting parties on both sides participating in that act. Okay. So what happened was (laughs) a lot of Instagram posts of these screenshots of these DMs that you Mm. would be sending to these women. Um, And to be honest, I looked up quite a few of them, but they are incredibly disturbing. Right. So the number one rule in BDSM is you always have to have consent. You have to have boundaries because otherwise that can very quickly turn into abuse and real physical harm, mental harm, emotional harm towards the other party. According to a lot of these DMs and from accounts from some, some of these women there was not a whole lot of respecting of boundaries. Right. He, according to them, allegedly would constantly push those boundaries, which to me automatically says, so you're just using BDSM, and this is just my personal opinion, you're using BDSM as a cover to just abuse women. Yes. Or abuse anybody, regards of gender, but we are talking about a heteronormative relationship here. Yeah. The Instagram post that really made it big and was super disturbing Mm -hmm. was when he was talking about how he is, in his words, quote unquote, I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Fuck, that's scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. I've cut the heart out of a living animal before and eaten it while it's still warm, unquote. That's... That's very troubling, to say the least. But you get troubling. To say the least. Yes, yeah, that's, we that's all know. We all know that the first, one of the first signs of uh, like a serial killer or something like that is harming animals. Right. So. And again, we're not saying that that is a thing. Right. But, but there are also things that have come up that are very concerning. There are a lot of messages that he refers to his quote-unquote sex slaves as kitten, or his submissive, sorry, mm-hmm. as kitten or baby girl or whatever. Yeah. And it's very much like a daddy dominant mm-hmm. slash, you know, submissive type of relationship. And But a lot of these DMs have that daddy, kitten, little right. submissive talk. Right. Um, so it's very clear that that is the basis of all of his relationships with Mm. these women is the dominant submissive side. Right. And again, from, again, my understanding and what I've spoken about with certain friends in the community, the number one thing about being a submissive is you hold all the power. You hold the boundaries. You hold the control. Because without you, there uh, is essentially no scene. There is no... Um, play, if you will. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like these women gave him straight boundaries. Mm-hmm. And some of them did say that, yes, I did participate in the consensual non-consent aspect of BDSM. Right. Which is a very interesting side of the BDSM community because 
non-consent obviously means rape right. but it's consensual non-consent right so like basically they're pretending to not be consensual right but really it's been agreed upon of yeah beforehand right. like the scene has been set and we're going to do X, like Y, and Z. Role playing in a, in a way. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Um, and from what I've read, a lot of those types of scenes can actually be very therapeutic for women who have been raped mm. because it's like taking the power back right. and saying, I'm sort of, I'm like reliving the trauma, but mm-hmm. I am in control. So it helps okay. them work through it. Okay. And, you know, obviously that's not going to work for everybody. No, but no, no. For some people, I think that's why it is so prevalent in the community nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, But he talks about himself as he is 100% a master and the women that he's, all of his quote unquote slaves are 100% slaves. And there's a lot of like gaslighting of, oh, you're the only one for me. You're my only slave when he had multiple Multiple. women, which honestly makes me feel terrible for his now ex-wife, you know? Like, so he was doing all this while he was married to his ex-wife. Yeah. And she didn't know? She did not know. Okay. Um, you know, which is sort of sad, but it, like, I'm sure it could be very easy as an actor if you're constantly mm, traveling. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, in general, we see a lot of marriages and relationships not work out. But I feel like in Hollywood, it's heightened. Like, sure. it's very, very rare to see people... And couples stay together in Hollywood. Like, even the ones that you think are, like, solid. Right. And if they are staying together, I find that typically they're the ones that are, like, they try to keep the relationship out of the spotlight. Right. And I think that's... And I... I I mean, I don't know. I will say that I think that... I mean, they did keep theirs out of the spotlight for the most part, but, again... Obviously, it depends on the people, too. Of course. Yeah. It's, like... Sometimes the cards are just not dealt Mm-mm. for someone to be totally faithful towards you, which right. is so shitty. Right. PSA, if you don't want to be with somebody anymore, don't cheat don't. on them. Just break up with them. Right. The end. It's so like, simple, isn't it? If you have an open relationship, you do you. Right. But if you don't, maybe you just break up with them. Don't cheat on them. It's not, it doesn't feel good on the other side. No, for sure. it doesn't at all. personal experience. It's actually like one of the worst things I feel like you can do to somebody. <laughs> Drama. Um, so it seems like he was very committed to this dominant role that he had set with a lot of these women. And the things that he would say to them to, like, threaten them is so fucked up. Mm. Um, one in particular was, quote, this is Army Hammer, quote, well, very convenient for you to bring that up because if for some reason something goes wrong and my wife finds out, I will probably remove your head from your body, unquote. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. So, like, red flag, mm, obviously. On it's top flying. Of, on top of a lot of the red flags, you know, the, the whole uh, I would like to eat you thing. Um, We're threatening but, to decapitate now. Yeah. Yeah, lots of threatening. How fun. Super fun. Um, super appropriate. <laughs> uh, and also, I found out... Uh, when I was looking, re-looking this up today, he sent non-consensual pictures of a, uh, this girlfriend that he had, Paige, in um, rope bondage mm. to, like, a guy friend. Ugh. Right? Like... So she, she didn't know the pictures were taken? She didn't know that they were taken. Ugh. She did not give consent for them to be no. spread around, which, uh, fun fact, is breaking the law. Right. How screwed up is that? I feel like I know... I mean, even and even if it is a consensual photo that you send to someone like that's a huge topic um, of women sending these consensual photos to one particular person and then something happens, they break up or something and they get mad at them and send it all over. Like or even if she had said, that's fine if you want to send it to him, because, you know, again, some people are into voyeurism like do you. Yeah. But she said but she said that she didn't consent to that, which is uh, so not okay. Yeah. So not okay. Um, and. Consent is the key word. Oh, yes. And again, I will keep reiterating this throughout this episode, but consent in the BDSM community is the number one yeah. rule. Number one. Be. Always. And any, anything, sexual or otherwise, consent is always key. You got to set your boundaries. 
Bing, bing, boom. The end. So all that started coming out in January 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I first... Like, the first time I heard about this was obviously on TikTok. Like, I feel like it was going... It was spreading around TikTok like wildfire. Literally. Yeah. Like, someone put wildfire on a tumbleweed. No, not... Someone <laughs> gasoline. put gasoline on a tumbleweed and we're like, be free! Be free! <laughs> and then it just, like, went throughout yeah. the world. And it's because it was all over my For You page for a hot minute there. You and I are both a part of the true crime side of TikTok, so, right. of course, we see it. First, and I think anybody who is also a part of the pop culture side of TikTok sees yeah, it as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, earlier this year, everyone was like, uh, I saw so many videos that were criticizing women for simping over Timothy Chalamet and Call Me By Your Name, when they're like, you have this Adonis, you're not simping over him. And I'm like, I feel like that might have been our collective unconsciousness. like Knowing that. Knowing that maybe something is not yeah. 100%. There. I haven't seen the movie, so I like I can't really be the judge of who I would be like would be my favorite in the film. I understand why people are saying, why would you have this preference when you when there's also this thing? But you know, right. preferences are preferences and like don't yeah. shame people for who they think is sexy. Yeah. As long as they are of age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So that's all the, the allegations that have, well, mo- that's most of the allegations that have come out. Mm-hmm. There's, this is a whole can of worms that if you would like to deep dive into it yourself, great. I personally <laughs> did as much as I mentally could, so, right. or I could ingest. The thing that I find the most interesting, which is also something that we wanted to talk about, is the fact that most of the time during, ho- like in Hollywood, when something like this comes out, especially about a male leading actor there are publicists and managers and a whole team putting out all of this stuff and saying oh this is like outrageous and they will make multiple statements Mm -hmm. i think he's made maybe two right he has been dropped by his agency yeah and his personal pr person person um (laughs) jargon we'll get there yeah Publicist. Yes. He's also been dropped by his personal publicist. Only person he's really got having his back right now is his attorney. Yeah. Which obviously has to, but I I find it so interesting that they all, they dropped him very right, quickly. Right, like yeah. within weeks of yeah. this coming out. And especially, especially once the cannibal stuff came out or mm-hmm. the cannibal fetish I think it just scared them so much too. Yeah. Of course, rightly so. Um, not rightly so, but I mean, I think for most people, you hear the word cannibal and you're like, oh, I'm going to go run for the hills, please. Yeah. Um, I don't really particularly want to be like chopped up and eaten. Yeah, rather not. I don't, it's not my thing. Everybody dropped him. And then only a couple of weeks ago, he in the middle of the night, Moved out of his home. Yes, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like. And they found like weird night. things in the trash. I mean, also. they found like mannequins that were like tied up in like rope bondage mm. and stuff, which again, I don't want to kink shame anybody True. who was into rope bondage, but I find it interesting that he decided to like throw Like it leave away. them there. Right. And like so, out in the open. Right. It's like, why wouldn't you take that with you? Right. Like, Especially with everything going on. Right. Like, let's just like leave like things that obviously. He has so much media surrounding him and, like, coverage and stuff like that. So it was just, like, did he leave that out on purpose just to, like, I don't know. I mean, honestly, that's my question. It's, yeah. like, did he did he leave it on purpose or, or so that he could still, his name could still be circulating in the media mm-hmm. in some way? I don't know. But the dead of night thing, like, literally in the middle of the right. night is, I understand he wasn't trying to draw attention to himself. Right. But it's also, like... That's even more suspicious right. than, than the movie doing it in the middle normal of the day. Hours. Right. It's, I mean, it's just, it's just, the whole thing is so weird. And then the last weird part about Are this adding situation. The, the layer that oh, I'm thinking of. Oh yeah. We're, we're, we're adding that layer. It's the most interesting one. So in the summer of 2020, he, his friend bought a hotel out in near Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. um, sort of in the middle of nowhere. And I guess Army Hammer, a very successful multi-million dollar actor coming from a long line of tons of money, mm-hmm. decided, yes, I will go work on a construction site. Uh, sure. 
Because, you know. It's a hobby. And he said on Jimmy Kimmel that, well, I did it because I was going crazy. It's like, you, okay, sure. All right, fine. That's not the sus part. The suspicious part is recently, again, just within the last couple of weeks, because there's been a lot of movement in the last couple of weeks. Right. They found three bodies 10 to 15 minutes away from this construction site. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't want to be sued. This is all right. alleged. Well, I mean, the bodies were found. But they were found. Yeah. And he was talking about wanting to dismember people. Right. And eat eat them. Right. And said that he had eaten, like, a live animal's heart. Yeah. You know, it's... it's like, obviously, we can't completely say anything. It's just how it looks from the outside is not great if we're being realistic here it really doesn't look good like the cards are getting stacked against him, right right well he's not he's not a suspect right now mm. which interesting i think is poor policing to be mm. honest but um okay cool there's also been rumors that i've seen on tiktok that like his family has been paying off the local law enforcement i really would not uh put that past Anyone with money, really. Again, alleged, but, like, suspicious. Money. Or Money can get you out of a lot of things. Money can definitely get you out of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, it almost got Harvey Weinstein out of... Ugh. Almost. Thank God it did That piece of shit. Literally. Well, and, like, like why... This is why I think that Hollywood is a cult. Like the idea <laughs> of Hollywood is a cult. Like one hundred percent, kind of makes sense. People who are who are fully. I'm not saying that every Hollywood actor is a part of this quote unquote cult, but what I am saying is that those who are really in deep, mm-hmm. there are tons of people to protect them. The yeah. fact that nobody is protecting this guy. I mean, at least not on the surface level that we, the normal people, see. Right. Is very interesting to me. Yeah. Another thing with Hollywood, Scientology is another thing that I find very culty. It is a cult. Yeah. <laughs> very. And, and I feel like they just kind of tie in together because there are so many like big name celebrities that are a part sure. of Scientology. So we should do a whole episode on that, to be honest. We will definitely do an episode about Scientology. Yeah. Yeah. I just find it wild that no one is protect. Again, at least not on the surface level that we see. Mm-hmm. No one is protecting him. Yeah. Um, one, I think because of the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we're just not seeing. But it makes me sort of frustrated because once again, the BDSM community is going to be demonized by society. Right. Just like, or or not demonized, but mis- yes, demonized and misunderstood. Right. Just like when we originally talked about this off mic, Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. I have never read that book. I refuse to see any of those movies because... I've done both. And that's fine. I don't judge you. <laughs> like, for, I definitely don't judge you. But again, just because of friends that I have who have ties right. in the community, it's like hearing them talk about it and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't want to support You have something. this different perspective. Like, I don't really, I don't really have any friends, like, you know. So, and like, it's, it's, it's about perspective and hearing from people who are actually in these communities. And this can be applied to many different things. Of course. Everything is all about perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I think that there are a lot of problematic things with that story in yeah. general. And looking back, series. definitely, I can see. But, you know, then that for that that caused a lot of, you know, people who didn't do their research mm-hmm. to be, try to become a part of this community, which hurt a lot of people. Right. And did a lot of harm mm-hmm. physically, mentally, emotionally. It's, it, it didn't, you know, because in the movies they don't, from in the book, from what I understand, they don't fully... Uh, express consent in the community in the way that it's actually taken in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's obviously BDSM written by somebody who does not understand right. it BDSM. Was Twilight fanfic. Right. Which already <laughs> Twilight right BDSM there. crossover. Like, and when I found that out, I actually just laughed because what the, f- <laughs> what the hell is that? It's like, um... And we really uh, decided to make it into a whole thing. Right. It's like, you okay, my guy? I mean, I'm a Twilight stan, but... (laughs) 
Oh, I know you love your Twilight. <laughs> I do. I now follow that. I follow that person on TikTok. Who's reading like, one line of Twilight? Like, Thanks, said Bella. Well, okay. So we know that Bella is thankful for her. Track. Right. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so it's so funny. <laughs> it brings me so much joy. It's because it's so serious. It's like they're I, never gonna finish. <laughs> we'll be. I'll be surprised if we get through the first book. To right. Um. Yeah, so I will be very curious to see how how this story progresses. And, of course, mm-hmm. we can keep you guys updated if that is something that you would like. Yeah. Um, but I will be very interested to see how this story progresses. And, honestly, I'll be... I mean, I feel the most concerned for the victims of of his alleged abuses and also the people who are are found dead like regardless right. of it's attached to him or not people have passed away and it, right. i just hope that whoever is responsible is brought to justice held accountable for it yep 100 percent. and those people get their their justice in the end i mean that's really what what matters what whether it be army hammer or not right but, you know, we'll see. A legend, but very suspicious. You can't see our looks right now. <laughs> We're both squinting like very suspicious. The cards are just lined up in a certain way where it looks. They're stacked against him in a way right. that, that ju- it, ju- it does not look very good. Right. Does exactly. not look very good. With actual cannibals who have been brought to justice already, mm-hmm. which you've done a lot of research on. You know, it seems like it's, like, such a far, far out crime mm-hmm. that even judges are like, I don't know how to sentence this. Right. What, the the um, gentleman from Japan. Mm, I shouldn't say, refer to him as a gentleman. The, Issei Sagawa. Wasn't he in jail for only, like, eight years or something like that? It says, Japanese officials could not prosecute him because France did not send the necessary paperwork. Oh, because he, because it happened in France. It happened in France. He's from Japan. So he got deported back to Japan and underwent medical or mental examinations and was found sane. Um, But then he couldn't be prosecuted. So he was a free man. He actually went on to be somewhat of a celebrity. He wrote books. He worked as a restaurant critic. He did like interviews. He... Painted nudes, acted in porn films. Um, Great. Love that. Yeah. So he basically, he made this persona and this living off of being a cannibal and is just chilling. The face I have right yeah. now is pure disgust. Yeah. Ew. I mean, and a little bit of background for those because we didn't really talk about what exactly happened. Sure. Um, basically, he was a student studying in Paris um, became kind of obsessed with this woman named uh, Renee Hartfelt um, and ended up actually killing her, eating parts of her body. Um, and then he put it into suitca- suitcases and I think he tried to get rid of them like at the park where they were found. What? And she was Dutch, right? Yes. Dutch student. And remind me, did they have like a romantic relationship or was it just an infatuation on his part? So I think it was just on his part. Yeah. I don't think it was uh, reciprocated or I'm not even sure that she knew. See, that's, that's the even scarier thing. Yeah. It's like the stalking yeah. aspect. Yeah, for sure. And just like, I don't know, it could happen to anybody. Like somebody could right. see you walking down the street and be like, infatuated and follow you could who knows i mean we see it play out all the time in true crime it literally happened to me like two days ago yeah i was followed in if you're not familiar with new york city i was followed in hudson yards which is like a westward uh area of midtown manhattan and i was followed for 10 blocks by some random dude who followed me off of the subway like and it wasn't to the point where, oh, we happen to be going in the same direction. No, right. he was following me. Right. You, I feel like you can tell, not only, like, get a kind of a vibe or feeling, but, like, you can tell when somebody's just walking the same direction as you or when they're 
like being creepy about it. I literally had a conversation with my friend John earlier today um, where I was saying, you know, the men that I have in my life who I'm friends with, like, luckily do not participate in any of that kind of behavior and Mm -hmm. literally know better. But they also have the awareness to know when to essentially show a woman that they're Mm non-threatening because they understand the heightened fear that can come from somebody following you. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I go out of my way all the time to make sure like across the street or even if I'm going in the same direction as a woman and it's been too long and I could just tell, like take a minute or I let her go in front of me or, and I was like, and that is sort of the right thing to do. Right. Because unfortunately we have this very logical fear Yeah. Um, Because of all these stories that we're talking about that we have to be on high alert constantly. And unfortunately, that's just the way things are. So, no, I don't think any women can go out without having some fear in them. Right. And especially our trans sisters. Mm -hmm. Like, they have even more crimes committed against them. But of course, because they're trans, it's not nearly as publicized Mm -hmm. and we're also recording this right after Sarah Everard's uh case and death has been publicized Mm -hmm. um so it's sort of like in the forefront of our minds and we'll definitely do a a episode about that coming up soon yeah very very sad story very very sad but disturbing right of course not all men but enough to where all women or all female identifying people have to be on high alert yeah and if you're sitting there being like, well, well uh, uh, like, and you're taking offense to that, then you're part of the problem. Right. I shared something on my story on Instagram the other day, and it was kind of uh, comparing the not all men to, so we say, like, uh, be careful of ticks because they have Lyme disease. Yes, I but, saw that and yeah, I posted it. Yes. But not, not all, t- and we know not all ticks have Lyme disease, but that's why we take caution because it, they might. We know not all men are out here stalking, killing, abusing, whatever, women, but they might. Like, you have to constantly be on this alert because it's so common and it's just... That comparison, I feel like, was a very good one because nobody is sitting there saying, well, not all ticks. Right. Like, because nobody... They're they're ticks. The logic. Like, Mm -hmm. if you literally put it in any other context... The logic does not make any sense. Right. So I will say as far as the Army Hammer situation goes, I am very proud of these women for coming forward because yeah. that is incredibly brave mm-hmm. to stand up to somebody who essentially, from the definition, is abusing you while using the shield BDSM. Right. Um, and for some of these women being like threatened, like the one he threatened to decapitate, like that has to be terrifying to come forward when you know these, this person is saying these things to you. Right. And threatening you. Like, threatening your life. It's so not okay. Yeah. I, again, I'll be very interested to see what keeps coming out over the next yeah, few months. Yeah, for sure. Um, we can do little mini updates, like, in our intros or, like, when certain things come out and things like totally. that. Totally, yeah. Or absolutely. if enough comes out, we'll do an update episode on this. Definitely. I will say to some of these news articles, I am so glad that they have actually spoken to actual dominatrixes. Right. a lot of the articles that I read, they, they actually... Um, spoke to professional doms yeah and they're like and that's where you know they were explaining the whole cannibalized fetish and what that Mm -hmm. actually means in the bds community instead of like i would like to physically eat you and say he's like oh i'm getting kink shamed it's like you're not getting kink shamed you're getting called out for being a fucking abuser right my dude and like you said he's using the bdsm as a shield to be able to abuse women and that's that's not how it works. Like it's not how any of this works. And right. like you said, it's giving this negative connotation to the BDSM community because people are seeing this and it's just it just adds to that layer of judgment that some people have towards it. Right. And again, it comes from like misinformation mm-hmm. like this. It's yeah. you know and people aren't informed about the consent rule of BDSM and kind of like all of those like values that they have to make sure it is a safe space for them to be able to play out their fantasies or kinks, whatever. Right. Maybe. And, you know, not to say that there are not fake doms in the 
BDSM community that don't know any of that and just are preying on these um, who are also very new to the community in general, you know, but by bringing light to it, hopefully it can hold people accountable moving forward. This uh, dominatrix spoke about how sometimes the cannibal kinks can be something as... Uh, how it's like radical intimacy mm-hmm. and how the power and control of someone being willing to give them, give up a part of them to you is the like intimacy part. But she right. also said like some people fulfill that fantasy by um, a lot of it is verbal, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like be naked on a table and I'll eat sushi off of you. Uh, it's like touching yeah. the skin of the person, you know, like, you know, eating off. Like of kind that. of like symbolic yes. in a way. Yeah. Which, like, do what, have whatever fetishes you want. Just don't right. hurt people. Right. Yeah. And do it with consent. Yeah. Please just, like, just, it's very simple. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. The only other fact that I had about, like, cannibalism was, um, it actually came from the, the four people of New Guinea. Uh, through the mid-20th century, members of the community would, um, sometimes request that family members gather to consume the body after death. Um, and these rituals were meant to honor the deceased. Mm. Um, and unfortunately these rituals would all also sometimes spread dis- the disease Kuru through the community because I think because, I mean, there's like a, I think there's like a, t- a timing where like when people are deceased, like the meat is not like, no longer good to eat. Yeah, rancid. Uh, yeah. So um, I think that was like an issue that we're having. But I think the people would die of like natural causes or whatever it may be. Mm. And they requested that this ritual would take place. Mm. And it was like an honor type type deal. Again, it like goes into the spiritualism aspect that mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier. It's, you know, it's, it's, I'm giving my life force to you so that you can continue on with your life force. Right. So, like, I feel like in that case, yeah, it's cannibalism, but that is, like, very much consensual cannibalism there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the person was, it's not like the person was being killed. It was made for after they had passed away. Yes. So, definitely a, a little bit of a different perspective of cannibalism there. And I think a lot of the famous cannibals that we, we sh- will probably do a full episode about famous cannibals in general. Yeah. I think most of the famous ones that have been in the headlines as of, you know, recent, and I'm talking like recent in the past, like 50 years. <laughs> Very recent. <laughs> so recent. Um, but they all killed their victims before consuming them. Whereas in this situation and in uh, previous uh, examples that you were giving mm-hmm. people die of natural causes and then it's like a cultural right. spiritual medical ritual. yeah medical, whatever it may be um oh, this, is, then they this is another thing too i didn't read much into it but i found it said artist rick gibson and journalist william seabrook have legally consumed human flesh out of curiosity or to attract attention to themselves <laughs> like i guess like a publicity stunt type thing but like So, it says legally consumed human flesh. I mean, technically, there are no actual laws that prohibit it. And I think that's any time that anyone has actually been convicted where cannibalism has been involved, it's It's because they've murdered them. Right. This is from the Cornell Law School legal page. Whether consensual or not, in the United States, there are no laws against cannibalism per se, but most, if not all, states have enacted laws that indirectly make it impossible to legally obtain and consume the body matter. Murder, for instance, is a likely criminal charge, regardless of any consent. Further, even if someone consents to being eaten and kills himself, the cannibal may still be liable for criminal or civil actions based on laws governing the abuse or desecration of a corpse, which vary from state to state. Ah, okay. So it's the desecration mm. aspect. Right. Yes. Interesting. Or like how it says here, if someone kills himself and then like, like kind of like offers themselves to the person, there could be some kind of like 
abuse charge there. It kind of reminds me of another episode we're going to be getting into. Technically, if someone is offering themselves, killing themselves, they, you, you didn't kill them, but you might have played a role in them making this decision. It's the whole argument of like, if you tell someone to go jump off a bridge and then they end up doing it, are you liable for them jumping off a bridge? Right. I don't understand the like want or need to like consume another human being. No. I have, I don't want to know. I don't. Rather not. I don't. Like, Rather not be in that I, space. I get weirded out eating chicken sometimes. I dabble, like, so I'll go through phases where I do, like, pescatarian or, like, mm-hmm. mainly go, like, not, like, strictly vegetarian or vegan or any of that. But, like, especially lately, like, I've just been, like, trying some different things. I don't know. Like, sometimes I just get in a mood where I'm just, like, not in the mood for meat at all. Yeah. And, like, I like trying some of, like, the alternate things. There's so many, like, cool recipes and possibilities. So maybe, like, make some imitation human flesh. Oh, my God. Oh, horrifying. Horrifying. Just pretend the chicken is a human. Okay. Ew, Ew, You want to do it so bad, just role play it. That's pretty much everything that we want to talk about the Army Hammer uh, case as of right now. Again, we are happy to update you if that's something yeah. that we're interested in. But, Ray, tell the people where they can find us. So we're on Instagram and TikTok at The Midnight Record. Mm-hmm. And then we're on uh, Twitter as at TMRPod. And, of course, you can find us both on Instagram. Yes, um, at Ray Spirits. What's yours? At Charlotte Seabird. Follow us. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And as always, DM us with any feedback, suggestions, corrections, if need be. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll get to no, I won't get offended. We really won't. We, we are perfectly fine with constructive criticism. Yes, but just be nice. <laughs> just don't be mean. Yeah. Um, please rate and subscribe on yes, all yes, of yes, your yes. favorite podcast very, listening apps. Very important. Very helpful. Um, it really helps us, especially because we're, we're, this is our, our little baby. And we'd our like seedling. To, we would like to watch it grow into a full-blown plant. Um, if yeah. we're going with that a moonflower. A moonflower, yes. <laughs> um, it really, it really does help us with again feedback and of course uh, just getting the word out there. Yeah, share it with your friends. Yes. Send them episodes that you think they'll like. Friends, family, acquaintances, strangers on the subway. D- Air drop them. The mm, be careful with the strangers on the subway. <laughs> Yeah, actually, don't talk to strangers. Don't do that. Don't do that. You can airdrop just yeah, as just long as they, they don't just know where it comes from. Anyway. Right, right, right. <laughs> don't talk to strangers, kids. <laughs> Until next time. See you at midnight. We'll see you at midnight. <laughs>